0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
1: Did you happen to see my bread fail last night?
0: Yes. Like, I can't say I'm surprised that this happened to you. But I'm also (laughs) like, girlfriend, it's a machine.
1: So you have to be so aware of like, what is the capacity? Well, I remember key locking in my memory, the four cup flour capacity. And so I was like, Oh, three is less than four. So (laughs) that'll be great. And I probably remember reading the two teaspoon capacity of yeast. But like, for some reason, two and a quarter, maybe just felt like, okay, maybe they said two and a half. I don't know. Cause two and a quarter just feels like a really random measurement for yeast anyways. Yeah. But I posed the question and no one has answered me yet. Normally people have some strong opinions about my bread. If I were to just omit that extra quarter of yeast, like would it mess up the recipe or would it just literally prevent it from overrising for my machine?
0: I honestly don't know. Bread is such a science. If you admit a quarter of yeast, should I admit, like, a little bit of flour also? I mean, probably technically. Like, technically, everything should scale together. Right. But, like, by a quarter of a teaspoon. I know. Well, and the other thing with yeast is, like, that makes it all the more complicated is it's not as predictable as baking powder or an egg like right, right. like yeast is like living <laughs> right well and like the temperature
1: outside affects right. it like, and like how much food it, it has is?
0: how long yeah. it sets to rise all of that yeah I don't know my solution to that is I you know I'm typically the person who at least initially would like mostly use the recipes that are like in the book that it came with not that good though I believe you (laughs) but like until you figure out what is the typical yeah capacity and then you could be like oh I'll change this Because I read this other recipe, I'll change this about the normal recipe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I could probably start, because at its root, this recipe was a basic white bread recipe. But you just added a little bit of sugar, mozzarella cheese, basil, oregano, and butter. Yeah, and milk, which are all pretty normal things that you would put in a white bread except for the flavorings. And so... Maybe I could just start with their base of their white bread and then add the cheese and the herbs. I
0: would try that first before yeah. trying to fix the other recipe for your machine.
1: I think well, I also that. used not the right mozzarella because I'm just like I'll just figure out the recipe on my own. And like I don't think I've ever actually followed a recipe like perfectly <laughs> ever in my life. It called for one and a half cups of shredded mozzarella. And the only mozzarella we had on hand were those like little balls of mozzarella. uh And so I like shredded it by hand. And it's still like chunkier, obviously, than actual shredded moths. But I don't really like shredded moths because chunky balls of moths are actually fresh.
0: Yeah, but the moisture in that would be dramatically different. And so that would also change how fast it cooks significantly. Yeah.
1: It could have been the cheese. <laughs> Could have been the cheese, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the cheese ended up clumping so nicely in there, and so you would just get like a chunk of cheese, like you know how when you eat like a really processed like jalapeno cheddar, yeah, like a pull or something kind
0: of thing there's yeah. like a
1: whole chunk of cheddar in there, that's what it was like. I mean, I still ate some of it, so I ended up putting it in the oven, yeah, like the regular oven after for like forty minutes, I believe you. And it still wasn't perfectly done, but it was edible. It was one of those things where, like, you know how sometimes you just get like really fresh French bread, and you're like, "This wasn't fully cooked, but I'll eat anything raw. I don't care." <laughs> and so it was still delicious. It just looks like shit because <laughs> it was yeah. like sunken all the way in. So there's a hole in the center.
0: No, totally. That's what happened to my banana bread because my oh banana- no. It wasn't all the way cooked. And then so I would like try to just toast it for a really oh, long time uh-huh. when I yeah. would
1: eat it. And that yeah. kind of worked, but it was still a little doughy. <laughs> yeah, that well, And that's when I made the chocolate chip banana bread the first time. It was literally perfect. It was quite honestly the best chocolate chip banana bread I've ever made in my life. And so when I went to make it again, I just since I don't follow a recipe, I actually combined the elements of three recipes to make that one. And I guess I just forgot that I did that. And so when I went to make it again, I like followed a recipe pretty closely and then realized like halfway through, this is not how I did it the first time. So I made some adjustments and it was not great, like at all. And so then I made it again and it was like kind of close to the first one. But what I realized I did differently is that they are strict on the amount of mashed bananas that you add because it affects the moisture. And I am not like, I'm just like willy nilly. What's a medium banana versus a large banana? Who knows? And so I'll just throw them in there. And so I think I just need to do extra banana knowing it's going to affect the moisture, but that's how we like it. So we'll see. (laughs) I've almost gone through all my frozen bananas that I've been keeping for a while for This. (laughs) this.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you're eating bread so fast, though. That's the other thing because
1: you're making it like. So I do share it. So, like, I give a chunk to my neighbor, I give some to mom. Brian has like two slices a day. So
0: I know, but like, I don't know. I and mean, maybe that's that we don't have anyone to really share it with, but like, Jared and I struggle to eat something before it goes bad. It's like, oh my- that's bread. why I
1: started making my own bread because we do struggle going through a loaf of bread. Cause like you can only ever make sandwiches with that or it's like French bread and you can all, o- you know, like it's just not the same. And I'm just love, love, love fresh bread. And so I can make a half a loaf or a pound a loaf. Yeah, that have, a pound. I guess they have two sizes. Yeah. I think we
0: probably just need to start trying to make do do a smaller, smaller one. Size. But yeah. the other thing is, it's not as fluffy as Jared wants. And I haven't figured uh, that bit out because he does like sandwich bread. And I think in, a, in an ideal world, he'd prefer I figure out how to make bread that could replace the sandwich bread. Sure. But it's so much more dense that it's like, like mm-hmm. this, like, like It's, like, it's, like, like, it's chewy. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. good.
1: Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it's just like not airy. Yeah, well, I want you to try, since you do have a sourdough starter, there's sourdough that you can make in the bread maker, and I don't have a starter, and that intimidates me. And so I want you to try that and tell me how it turns out.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. I'm sure it won't be quite the same as making No, No, it definitely won't be
1: the same. It won't be artisan sourdough bread, because you yeah. can't get that effect in a maker.
0: Right, because I think the it. crust is really critical for sourdough. 100%. So.
1: I like me a crunchy crust, like tear tear the top of your mouth.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe this afternoon. Yeah.
1: Let me know. Let me know. (laughs) Well, I think this is a perfect segue because I could sit here and talk about bread and pasta and everything I've been trying for this entire episode, if you wanted. But the root of what we want to chat about today is kind of exactly this. How are you as a business owner getting your dopamine supply outside of your business? And- This is a really big topic all the time. I think, in my opinion, we are coming down from the 2020, 2021, I just want to have hobbies because we're not leaving the house kind of mentality to, oh, do I like? still want these hobbies? Do I like them? I threw myself back into work. I ignored the like fun things that I maybe tried for a year or two. And we're finding the boredom and being stuck within our business. And so at least the chats that we're having with our clients is... They're trying to add on a whole new revenue stream within their business or tweak a new offer or customize like who they're talking to in a different way. And when we actually like break it down, the needs versus the actions aren't in alignment.
0: Yeah, I think part of that is you really have to assess where this is coming from. To say these people are bored doesn't necessarily mean any host of things. Like, you know, we've had clients who said, I'm feeling bored. And like, they're still super busy with variety of client work and like trying new things in their business. And so I think what can happen when you've been doing anything for a long period of time is I mentioned on our coaching call that there is comfort in doing things you're familiar with. But when you start to do that for so long, you start to like either resent it or like fear it not changing because you're like, well, things have been normal for so long that like, it's got to break. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's got to fall apart. Like you start to have like the opposite effect of this like normalcy that you've been seeking and so
1: well because we're also addicted to stress and things being hard like literally our bodies are addicted to stress but we're also like so programmed to think that work is hard work and everything needs to be hard and if it feels fun or easy or light that something is either about to break or we're not doing enough and how dare us for not Working hard enough, or long enough, or fast enough on these things, like someone's going to call us out for like our level of work over here when it's it's just you
0: doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the thing that's interesting, I'd love to have a biological perspective. Like, if I could get an actual scientist to comment on this, I would yeah. love to chat. But you know, I think so many people talk about like reducing stress and like getting rid of cortisol and da 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 da. da. But I think the thing we forget is like these hormones are in our body to serve a purpose. And so like, I seriously doubt your body would thrive on having a zero stress environment. Like, in fact, I think it would potentially have the opposite effect long term. And so I'm wondering, like, if we are craving these things, there's usually a reason like there's something on the other side of it. So like, with a stress event, regardless of where it's coming from, you tend to go into fight, flight or freeze. But when that happens, there's other things that go off in your body. So like, if you're in a fear based state, like you can also get an adrenaline rush, which you can literally get addicted to your own adrenaline, and which is why certain people do fear-based activities all the time. That's why people jump out of airplanes. That's why people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's that's
1: cool. the dopamine hit that my body requires. Right, but that's
0: what I'm saying is like you get happy hormones from adrenaline, even though adrenaline can come from fear. And so I'd be super interested to know, like, what is the balance our bodies are actually craving? Regardless, I think the thing you have to be thinking about if these things come up for you is why are you pursuing them? Because often the pursuit is because you're craving something very specific. And if you're not aware of that, what that is, one, either the thing you're pursuing isn't actually going to create the result you're after. Or two, it's creating more consequences that you didn't necessarily want alongside the thing you did. And so, you know, with the idea of like, say you have an offer that's working and it's selling and you have a sales process that's working for you and you're consistently getting booked out, you getting in this like boredom state and deciding, oh, I'm going to try this new offer. You could distract yourself and screw up your own sales pipeline that's been working. But it's because you were craving a challenge and then it's like, but like, why does the challenge need to come from within
1: your company? And that like that right there is the question and the, the conversation and the like wall I want to put up for some people to take a sharp right turn to explore something else. Because what we're not saying is to, to, Just stop chasing the dopamine because some of you like are physically incapable of doing that. I know we've been learning a lot about ADHD lately. And the again, not a doctor, not a scientist, but at least with what I've been learning, we're ADHD brains are low in dopamine, but high in what they call dopamine transporters. So the dopamine transporters in our brain are sending the dopamine out at a faster rate. So we like burn through it faster. And so we seek opportunities to get more back in because it literally makes us feel better. And so what we're asking, what we're posing for you to think about is if we can't change that, or don't want to change that, because sometimes that makes you a pretty cool person, you can still get the benefits of needing that and chasing it and wanting it without fucking up your business. And there are so many different areas in your life. And that literally make you a holistic person that you can explore to find happiness outside of what you're creating here. And I think And I brought this up in an email recently, or you guys are about to get it. I can't remember what day, but kind of talked about this a little bit. Within our coaching call, we have talked about the end of the girl boss era, right? And the whole like, create a life you love, get paid to do what you love, get paid to be creative. And we've actually talked about the effects of the girl boss era here on this podcast. We've also talked about how getting paid to be creative is a myth. This was back in 2017 that I said that. And I went on a rant about that and it pissed a lot of y'all off, but I will still stand firmly on that hill. And the reason why is because if we wrap up, literally our revenue, our income, what we make from our job, our creative itch, our relationships with our clients, or our networking, our being challenged by learning something new in our business. If all of that is only because of the umbrella of our business, then what happens when that umbrella closes or it shifts because the market is wild or you want to try something else or you get burnt out? All of the things that you've wrapped up, within yourself as a person are under that umbrella. And we need to start diversifying where we find our happiness.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the root of it that I really want to get to in the same way that they talk about like diversifying your income and having it come from multiple sources. That doesn't necessarily mean having multiple sources within your single business. It may mean you have your business, but you're also investing in the stock market and you are saving for retirement. And like these things are happening separately. And maybe you look at real estate, whatever the same concept needs to be happening with the other emotions that you're seeking, seeking, not just the material goods. So like if we're seeking happiness or joy or fulfillment or challenge
1: or creativity,
0: Uh literally anything We have to stop assuming that it all needs to come from one source. And honestly, if we apply the same principle in every area of your life, you will feel so much more in charge. It's the same reason why you can't... As much as we'd love to get everything and all the things we need from our spouse or partner, it's also really harmful to your relationship to assume they're going to fulfill every need and desire you have in your life. And so we're taught,
1: yeah, to not get all of our happiness from someone else, because literally that's not their job. It's not your business's job either.
0: No. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And so like, I'm not saying don't find joy in your business or don't find challenge in your business or don't find... No, you can have those things, but you also have to acknowledge... When is you seeking it in your business more harmful than helpful? And do you need to sit with and figure out who you are when you're not working? Because I think so many of you have spent so much of your career wrapping up your own self-identity into your business's success. And the moment your business has any sort of disruption, you're finding as a personal self reflection on yourself. And I get that you can like, have an unlearning and be grounded in that not being true and still have moments of doubt and moments of fear and moments like that is totally normal. But I know for me and Emily, both we absolutely had to find out who we were outside of work. And it was in a very intentional journey. And it's still a discovery process because the unfortunate thing is you could do this work and work on it a lot and discover a lot. And then you wake up three years from now
1: and you're like, I just want different things. Yeah. And like and like that's not even a bad thing. Like we forget that we change, that humans change and our needs and our desires and what brings us happiness changes. And I know we all like to have like routine and predictability, but the fact that we just don't let that ebb and flow is causing us more stress and overwhelm in the end.
0: Well, I think the thing that's funny is like, I think in some areas you recognize that that is normal and in other areas you think it's a problem. Like I know very few people. Now, this is no judgment on anybody's lifestyle, but I'm just saying when you're 20 your desire to like go to the bars and like hang out until 2am and party and dance and all those things and now you're like if you could just be like silent yeah
1: i literally this exact scenario popped up on my stories the other day someone i follow on there who has a couple of kids her and her husband like finally got out and went to a concert And it was Leon Bridges. I would die to go to that show. I'm sure it was incredible. It was outdoors. They used to go to concerts all the time. Like music is their thing to do. And they haven't been since pre-pandemic, right? Right. And so they get a sitter, they go. Their kids were like sick leading up to it, which has had them cancel like two or three other concerts previously. They decided to go ahead and go. And she was literally just like, I was miserable the whole time. Like I was worried about my kids. Everything was loud. There were so many people. I was so tired. Like, Just the experience of what used to bring them so much happiness and joy just doesn't anymore. And so she was trying to process, like, I have to create a new way of loving music and outdoor listening or attending things because this isn't it. And so now I need to like dive into the journey of how can I find happiness in this for me right now?
0: Given this pattern of, I know for me, you you end up like reminiscing about- who you were, or what Mm -hmm. you liked, and you want to relive those. I used to do these things. (laughs) Yeah, but then you're not in the same place. And so you can attempt to recreate some of those things. But if you're not doing it with, quote, unquote, like adaptation, like, then you're going to end up in a situation where you're really miserable. Like, you know, five years ago, I wanted to like hike mountainsides and now I'm like is there a gondola ride to the top like oh, just...
1: a lazy river give me in that <laughs> like, you know I literally really... just want to go to Big Cedar for their lazy river <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so good
0: I think you have to think through like who you are as a person and what you desire and like be okay with it changing and so you know if we are unlearning that it doesn't have to all come from the business You may have to sit with yourself for a minute. Like, one of the things we were telling a client literally yesterday, two days ago, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter, yesterday was that she needed to identify what she wants now and what she is seeking for her future self because she had been so wrapped up in the like making XYZ come together for so long, that now that it was actually working, she had no, like, there was no future focus at all. There was no even like outside of work focus at all. It was like, who am I? What do I want? What am I seeking? And it was interesting, she brought up like, potentially adding another location to her business. And I challenged her a little bit on that thought. And I was like, I'm not saying that's not it very well could be right. I'm also wondering, do you just want a second house in this other state? Like, or like, go? Do you go want to work visit? From there, go go live? Go, yeah. Like, be there for the summer. Like, what is the actual motivation behind those things? Because the interesting thing is, we can pursue things that we've convinced ourselves are desires of ours, and then wake up halfway in the pursuit and realize, well, that's not
1: and, it. <laughs> and that's why we did that episode about identifying your outcome instead of the goal, because like the goal would be open up another location in that space so that I can live there this amount of time or visit there more often or whatever. Well, the outcome seems like you just want to visit there more often, or you want to live there, or you want to have another getaway home or whatever, right? So what it's going to take for you to have that be a reality, let that be the ebb and flow, not the like, this is the only way for me to get to what I want. We have to reverse engineer it. And I want to take a second here to talk about, so I'm sure there's people listening right now who are just like, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. And I don't have time to figure out what I want. It would be a luxury to be able to like, you know, stop work day whenever that ends and then get to think about what brings me joy or be able to prioritize this. And for that, I have a couple things. One, there literally is a way to get you more time back. And I would love to chat with you about that. If you are truly like, overbooked, ignoring leads in your inbox, feeling still like you're working paycheck to paycheck, we need to have a conversation about your offer. Slide into our DMs, let's chat. The follow-up to that is, you need to pull your head out of your ass. Because if you continue to go like what you're doing, and if you continue to not prioritize literally yourself, it will be at the detriment of your health, your happiness, your finances, your relationships, everything. There is no way... No way, no reason to live this life without doing stuff that brings you joy and happiness and prioritize that. You are the only one who will. So it is literally your job to do that. And we will fit things into the container that we allow it to exist in our life And so if we're sitting here doing work shit 24 seven and convincing ourselves that we don't have time then to prioritize ourselves, that's a you choice. You're choosing to do that. So you can just as easily choose to not do that and do something different. I'm not saying that there won't be a lull in income or there will be an impact on revenue or your growth or the clients that you're, I'm not saying that all of those things won't also be consequences of that, but you are a bigger thing to care for. Instead of that. Yeah.
0: I've had multiple seasons in this business where I had gotten so out of touch with myself that I had to very intentionally have conversations with Emily and my spouse and all these other things about, you know, if I don't get me right, then this isn't going to work anyway. So like I need space and I need time. And that means what I'm giving right now is all you're getting from me. And, you know, it's interesting, I think a lot of people, they tend to go like really hard one direction or the other. So they're either like giving all of themselves away, or they're being so intentional about taking care of themselves, they stop communicating in the way that they need to, to make that feel appropriate. And I'm not saying you need to like manage other people, that's not what I'm suggesting. But I do think... It's gonna go over easier with the people in your life if you have the little we'll sit down and say, you know what, this is how things have been going. I'm feeling out of touch with myself. I need more of, insert whatever you need more of. Here's how you could help me with that. And like allow them to be a part of it instead of you becoming standoffish. Because I think what can end up happening is you're like, I'm going to prioritize exercise or something. Okay. And then, you know, your partner is still like expecting you to get the kids ready for school every day and get them off and drive them and pick them up. And you're like, I literally, the only time I have to do this is would be when I would normally be getting the kids ready for school. But if you just like resent him for not all of a sudden picking up and taking care of the kids and you didn't have any sort of conversation about wanting to reorganize duties, like... He's not going to know why you're pissed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And so I think it's interesting that people can forget that like they can decide for themselves, which is great. But if you don't like include other people in this process, you could potentially add other barriers or frustrations that are not even going to allow you to to do this or act in the way that you want to.
1: Well, and that was a very similar conversation I had with B when Penny started going to school he worked at one location when she first started school that was pretty far and he had to be there pretty early and stayed pretty late. So I would do drop off and pick up. And then when he changed locations, he was a lot closer and the hours were more flexible. So he would start doing it like here and there, but he still wasn't the primary person doing it. Well, as soon as he started doing it a little bit, I realized how drastically it impacted my day when I didn't have to be the person doing that. I was able to get more work done. I was more creative because I had the things that fueled me. So I like to have slow and quiet mornings. I like the house to be totally quiet. And I want to like have a cup of coffee before I start my day. And that like truly sets the tone for the rest of my day. I want to be able to not have to like rush from, oh, I just ended this meeting and I need to leave and go pick up my kid. I like to, even if it's just 20 minutes, sometimes just like have that transition and it impacts my mood my productivity, my creativity, everything so much. And so instead of me just being like, well, now that you can do this, it's your job. I don't want to do it. I communicated how much it truly changed my day and changed me when he took that off my plate. And so now it's just not even, I can't tell you the last time I did it because it is not even considered at all a task for me to do because we value the impacts that it has on me together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's surprising how supportive some of these people in your life will be if you like talk to them, talk to them about (laughs) what it actually means to you. Because I think it's really easy to get into like finger pointing and saying, why aren't you supporting me? Or like, why aren't you doing X or Z for, for me? When you didn't even really explain why you needed help in the first place or what you were hoping from them. And I think that's been a big impact of all of this. But If you're craving the, like, how do I even figure out creating the space and time to identify what this looks like? I encourage you to really create some stronger boundaries around the time you already have. So I wouldn't necessarily immediately change, like, oh, I'm going to get off two hours earlier, da 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 da. I would rather you say, I'm going to take the last two hours of my day, I'm still going to consider it work time but I'm going to totally block my calendar and commit to not working on client work during that time. This is a time I would normally dedicate to work anyway. I'm going to use that time to reflect. And here's how I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to go wherever I'm gonna journal. I'm going to go outside. It doesn't matter, but I think it's harder to steal from other places initially. And so if you can instead, like, the time you're already like fully in charge of anyway like protect some of that to give yourself the space to explore what this could look like
1: and like Literally block it on your calendar. We have times on our calendar where it's like, Abby out mental health, like Emily out writing like I'm not in the office. Don't talk to me. I'm gone somewhere else doing this thing. It's for work stuff or I know it's going to better me for work stuff and it's on the calendar.
0: (laughs) Right. And it could be as simple as, and I didn't even realize this early on in my business, but it could be as simple as you actually just need a better transition in your day. Cause like if you're working from home and you don't have a commute, maybe you used to commute. Like for me, that transition was vital. I didn't like driving. That's not the point, but I did like the decompression time where Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking to anybody else. I was maybe singing my lungs out or maybe it was totally quiet. And I was just thinking, But like if you don't have those moments in your day anymore because you're home all the time, you have to recreate that in a new way.
1: Yep. I wish I could have all of it click for you that it is worth it on the other side and that spending this time to figure this out will absolutely drastically change how you tackle your day to day and the feelings that you have connected into work, into your relationships, into everything else that you're doing. And I know that it can be hard to figure out who you are and what you like. And it's also just really fun trying things on to see if this is what you like. When I was in the journey of figuring this out, I accidentally started another business thinking something on my own creatively in this work would be what I wanted. And it fueled me for a while, for like a year and a half. And then it just didn't anymore. And that's okay. Because now I'm doing, I learned the lesson and I'm not mad about it. We don't have to be mad about lessons that we learn, right? I learned the lesson of the creativity and the time on my own to figure out how to do something and make something again was really fun. That's the part that I liked and doing it for other people or for selling or having to market it also is what I didn't like about it. Okay. So Now I'm making flavored pasta and breads just for me and my family. And it's really fun to figure out. And I'm making ravioli and trying how to make, you know, colored pasta. And I just booked a free training to figure out how to set up my fall garden. And I'm super excited about those things.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting to spend the time to figure out who you are and what you like again. And what I don't want to hear from any of you is that you don't have the time Mm -hmm. because I get there are things that are going to pull you in directions. Like I I don't care if it's kids, dogs, finances, you know, caregiving situation with your parents. Like there's so many things that pull us in a million directions, but if you're not willing to protect yourself Because I get it from, like, you may understand, oh, well, if I don't have X amount of dollars a month, then I can't pay my bills. And so then you'll do all the things to, like, make sure you're good there. But, like, you won't do all the things to make sure you're good from a mental health standpoint. Like, why? Right. Like it may mean you need to ask for more help. It may mean you need to get clear on how other people can be included in your world to like support you, but you have the time and you can make the time and we're here to help you figure out where it's going to come from. And if you're struggling with how does this all work together and how am I going to make this all fluid and how can I pursue a life first business? Slide into our DMs, like Emily mentioned. You can send us a message over on Instagram at Boss Project. I'd love to chat with you and help you figure this out. This is a big part of our mission and really something that's important to us that you find comfort and seek and identify what you want. And we're here to help you do that. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates,